It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Top stories. Elderly COVID patients are urged to seek medical help regardless of their symptoms. As COVID cases pass the 10,000 mark, health officials warn that the numbers are not likely to drop soon. And a woman is arrested on suspicion of murder after the death of her five-year-old son. Health officials have reported 10,426 new COVID infections, of which 204 were imported. About 2,700 patients are being treated at public hospitals, including 16 in intensive care. There were another seven COVID-related deaths, including a 77-year-old. Lau Kahin from the hospital authority said the patient's daughter had told officials her father didn't need medical treatment and only had mild symptoms. But his condition worsened and he died two days ago. Dr Lau again urged elderly COVID patients to seek medical help. Very often the patient or the family members might think that, well, the condition is mild and the patient is doing fine. In that case, we may refer the patient to either our designated clinic or teleconsultation. Even when we made the suggestion, the patient or family member might not take it up, or even if they do seek consultation, they may not take the uh, oral medication. But, you know, for patients aged 60 or above with no symptoms, or mild symptoms, they need to take the COVID-19 oral medication. Earlier, a government advisor on the pandemic said he expected COVID cases to peak later this month and he hoped Hong Kong would be in a position to ease or even scrap quarantine for incoming travellers by November. David Hoy, a professor at the Chinese University, said the real-time virus reproductive number still stands at about 1.3, so cases are still expected to rise for the time being. He says public hospitals are being under tremendous pressure because of the rising caseload. We have a large number of patients requiring admissions. Now, although they mainly have mild symptoms, they also have exacerbations of their underlying medical illness, which require hospital admissions. So indeed, there's a lot of pressure on the hospital authority. So hopefully when the PA.5 wave kicked around September, uh, then the case would come down. At the same time, if we can continue to lift the vaccination rate to generate better protection, then hopefully by November, you will be in a much better situation. Responding to Professor Hoy's comments, the Centre for Health Protection's Albert Au said infection numbers will remain at a high level for the time being. We don't see the situation peaking yet. We think that uh, there is still an upward trend as to when it will actually peak. We cannot really say for sure. Of course, we don't want to see the epidemic worsening further. The police say they've arrested a pregnant woman on suspicion of murdering her five-year-old son in Shekkit, May. Officers were called to a subdivided flat in the early hours and found the boy unconscious. The woman attempted to jump from the building but was stopped by officers. The boy was rushed to Kwangwa Hospital with multiple injuries but certified dead a short while later. Detectives believe the victim had been abused for quite some time, but the woman's other children displayed no signs of physical abuse. 
The honorary chairman of the Aided Primary School Heads Association, Langton Jung, says a drop in student population is an opportunity for schools to direct resources to pupils in need. He was commenting after the latest primary school profiles showed 63 schools have cut a total of 70 primary one classes in the new academic year. Speaking after a radio programme, Mr Chung said the declining trend has only begun and he hopes the government can retain teachers. Without reducing or increasing resources, is it possible to let students currently staying in Hong Kong receive better care first once a school admits a certain number of students with special education needs or non-Chinese speaking students? Authorities may then consider retaining more teachers according to the situation so as to have a better teacher-student ratio in terms of taking care of special needs and non-Chinese speaking pupils. The medical charity Médecins Sans Frontières has warned that a shortage of clean drinking water in Pakistan is causing an increase in waterborne disease in flood-hit areas. A spokesman said the problem was biggest for those trying to find food and shelter. This man was taking refuge in Hyderabad. We saved ourselves from drowning in the floods, but our house collapsed. We escaped, but could not save our belongings. We arrived here in a terrible state. Now we are getting some aid from the government and some from local people, but it's only enough to fill our stomachs. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. The European Union's Commissioner for the Economy has said the bloc is ready to react if Russia doesn't resume gas deliveries through a key Baltic pipeline. The BBC's Simon Jack says the continent is braced for a tough winter. People like Germany have filled up their gas tanks to about 83%, so that will give them some breathing space, but they're going to have to find extra and or start reducing demand. They're switching the lights off in the Brandenburg Gate at night. They're turning thermostats down in their public buildings. They're doing things like that. They're really leaning in to demand reduction. Funeral ceremonies have taken place in Moscow for the last leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, who died on Tuesday. There's been relatively little pomp as he's not been given a full state funeral. President Putin says he's too busy to attend. This report from the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. It is the final farewell to a leader who changed the world. In the columned hall of Moscow's House of Unions, where Mikhail Gorbachev was lying in state, sombre music played as mourners filed past his open casket and lay flowers, creating a sea of red carnations. Many Russians blame Mr Gorbachev for launching reforms that caused economic chaos and for allowing the Soviet Union to disintegrate. But on the streets around the building, I spoke to liberal politician Grigory Yavlinsky. Referring to the large numbers of people around him, he told me, these people came to say thank you, Mr Gorbachev, you gave us a chance, but we lost this chance. Police in Britain have apologised to relatives of a Somali immigrant who was executed 70 years ago after being wrongfully convicted of murder. Mahmoud Matan was hanged in 1952. His conviction was quashed 24 years ago after his family argued that he was the victim of institutionalised racism. The BBC's Sancha Berg reports. Mahmoud Matan was 28 years old when he was found guilty of murdering Lily Volpert in her haberdashery shop in Cardiff. Her throat had been cut. For the few months between his arrest and his execution by hanging, the Somali-born seaman protested his innocence. For decades afterwards, his wife and children campaigned to clear his name. His conviction for murder was quashed in 1998, 
and now South Wales Police have apologised for their part in a flawed prosecution. While some members of Mr Matan's family have welcomed the apology, one granddaughter called it insincere. Poland's Justice Minister has accused Germany and the European Commission of conspiring to undermine the nationalist Conservative government and attempting regime change. Sibrigniew Zorbor claimed Brussels was supporting the country's main opposition party. From Warsaw, here's the BBC's Adam Easton. Mr Zorbor accused both Germany and the German head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, of conspiring to bring down his government by supporting Poland's main opposition party leader, Donald Tusk. A former Polish Prime Minister and EU leader, Mr Tusk would then lead a new colonial-style government, he said. Mr Jobro represents the radical nationalist wing of the Polish government, but his views are shared by senior officials within the governing camp. A team of European scientists has suggested that conditions on some planets could allow rivers of diamonds to form deep below their crust. The BBC's Kat Wiener reports. The study, published in Science Advances theorises that hot, dense flows of hydrogen, carbon and oxygen, thousands of kilometres below the surface of icy giants like Uranus and Neptune, could crystallise as diamonds in the planet's rocky core. The scientists attempted to recreate those conditions by exposing cheap plastic, which contains the relevant chemical components, to brief, intense X-ray flashes. They say the experiment resulted in the creation of microscopic nanodiamonds, which could be useful in areas such as medical research. The scientists speculate that planetary conditions could give rise to much larger gemstones. Two, the weather forecast, mainly fine and dry, with a minimum temperature of about 27 degrees. Very hot again tomorrow, with a top temperature of 33 degrees in town, and a few degrees even higher, of course, in the New Territories. The outlook, mainly fine and very hot in the following few days. Currently, the observatory, 31 degrees Celsius, humidity 53%. And please be advised the red fire danger warning is currently in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. Elderly COVID patients are urged to seek medical help regardless of their symptoms as COVID cases pass the 10,000 mark. The news from RTHK. What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess, you're Scorpio What's your rising? Where's your moon? Scorpios are pretty cool See, I'm a sage, so they say I'm a butterfly, I like to play I'm always aiming into the sky
Tell me about it. Have you ever tried to figure them out? Huh, me too, but I ain't got no clue. How about you? Men are like shoes, mid to confuse. Yeah, there's so many of them, I don't know which ones to choose. Oh, sing it to me, if you agree. Need for running the sneakers in the road down hills. The kind that'll keep you on your toes, and every girl knows how that feels. Ah, oh, sing it with me. Yeah. 